Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Now clap your hands and give God. There you go. That's how I was trying to hear the first time, but y'all got so much rhythm you couldn't even have random claps. <laughs> so good to see you all. So good to be here today. So good to have you all joining us online. Woo! <laughs> oh my gosh. Woo! Okay. <laughs> Today we're going to talk, <laughs> I, I, I have not been able to shake born again yet, we are, we are journeying this thing, we're walking this thing out, are y'all with me still? Okay, I'm like, yo, we gotta be, I got to be done this by Easter, uh, even though I don't foresee it, because it's different uh, levels to it, and we're still walking it, what it means to be born again, born again, I think this is an essential message Uh, For at least live the body. Father, anoint your words now in the name of Jesus. Anoint your vessel and let your word fall on good ground. Let those who hear be impacted by your word. And let this word add value to the lives of the listeners. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Let none leave here the same way they came in. Let us leave fortified, strengthened, renewed in the spirit, refreshed by the power of God. In the name of Jesus, ready to face whatever it is we have to face this week with joy and total confidence that God is with us and we won't fail. We thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Born again. Born again. What was wrong with the first birth? Does anybody in here see a problem with your first birth? Does anybody in here see a problem with how you were born at first? Matter of fact, Uh, the world will continue to progress in the idea that nothing was wrong with how you was born in the first place. The world will continue to progress with the idea that there's nothing wrong with how you was born the first time. If you were born that way, that's how you're supposed to live. If you were born that way, that's who you are. God doesn't make mistakes. True. Unfortunately, though, we weren't we were not born into God's intent. We were born in sin. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? Uh, and, and, and this, who, who does not agree with that? Cool. <laughs> we were born in sin. We were born with tendencies to disobey. Don't eat the cookie, but there's crumbs on your face. I didn't eat it. So you disobeyed and lied without being taught how to lie. I was born in it. I know how to be sneaky at one and a half. How? Come on with me early, y'all. We were born in it. You You didn't try to be that way. You didn't try to be disobedient. You came in this package called flesh. Come on, y'all. You're an amazing being in it. Let me separate that. You are not your flesh. Uh Uh-oh. Okay? Slap yourself and say, I'm not this. Because when you leave that, you still go somewhere. Come on, y'all. When you're out of this flesh package, you still exist. The real you still exists outside of this package. 
So while we're trying so hard to make sure that the package looks good and that our vehicle is clean, we need to make sure our insides is intact because that's what's going when the vehicle stays. That's what's going somewhere when the vehicle is six feet under. So don't try so hard to make sure your <laughs> tires are shining and your outside look good. Go to the inside. Get them fries out that seatbelt. Yes, <laughs> get them Skittles from under that seat. Get that, get that. Clean the insides. <laughs> what was wrong with how we were born in the first place? We were not born into God's uh, absolute intent. We were born in sin. Sin. When God created man, he had a whole thing planned before he created man. We can start with man because we're human, but we were not the first thing he created. The first thing God created was the kingdom, the context where man was to dwell. The first thing he created was the kingdom, the, the, the garden. This is where man is supposed to live in this realm. So the first he creates your purpose and then he places you in it. So if you're here, oh, you got purpose. Your family may not be able to see your purpose. Your friends may not be able to see your purpose. But you will not be placed in this earth without first God establishing what it is you are to do. Tell your neighbor, I got something to do. I got stuff to do. I may not know, even know it all right now. But God is not random. And he made me with and on purpose. Somebody scream, purpose! Purpose is what's keeping me alive when I get confused. Purpose is the thing that keeps me when I want to give up. Purpose is my drive that wakes me up every morning. Purpose is the thing that say I can do it even though I don't feel like it. Anybody got purpose in here? Anybody got vision? That's vision, vision. Without vision, without purpose, people perish. You'll die if you ain't got vision for what's next. You'll die if you can't let purpose drive you. So what happened? We talked about other kingdoms, other kingdoms, other ways of living, other systems. Let's go to this picture, hopefully for the last time, this series, but I don't know. We flowing with the spirit, amen? The kingdom is a territory. It's a territory, the kingdom of God. Why am I talking about the kingdom of God? I'll tell you that in a minute. The kingdom of God is a territory that reflects God himself. It's a world, it's a, it's, a, it's a realm, it's a space, it's a kingdom that reflects God himself. His thoughts, his choices, his ways, his love, his patience, his forgiveness, all of these things, his holiness in and through the lives of those that dwell therein. So God's kingdom reflects God. When you go over to the trend, it'll reflect my wife, you can see all of, whoa, this is a, when you go to certain people's stores, if they're the manager, it reflects their thoughts. Their territory reflects them. When I go to your house, it's a reflection of you. When I go to your room, it's a reflection of you. When I, it's, it's how you think. It's what you deem valuable. When I go to your cabinets, what you like to eat is, is you. It's all I get to see who you are by your territory. We got to see who God is through his territory. He has not yet come and established his natural kingdom in Israel. He's going to reclaim his people. He's going to do that in the second coming. And I can't wait to see him. 
Whoa, I can't wait to see Jesus, y'all. He's going to come physically and sit back on his throne in Israel and establish his kingdom physically before he does it physically. He does it spiritually in all who believe. So I'm a reflection of his love. I'm a reflection of his patience. I'm a reflection of his forgiveness. I'm a reflection of his glory. So when I don't forgive, I shut the kingdom out. When I'm not patient, I shut the kingdom down. We manage the kingdom of God. But you can't even have the spirit to manage it unless you're born again. Let's talk about it. Y'all with me? Okay. We got in the way. He made all men. He loved these. That is very good. We know sin came in when Adam ate a bit of the fruit. And then the thing that made Eve or Adam eat the fruit is not sin. They didn't say, let me sin. I want to displease God. How many people, when you sin, you know you're sinning, but how many of, you all, how many of us make that the point? Let me, let me, I'm sick of God. Let me do something. Let me sin today. Let me, let me do something really against him today. Now you, I hope you, do you? Okay, because y'all got quiet. I'm like, do y'all do that? No one, <laughs> I don't think anyone, like, consciously chooses to disobey God. We don't choose that. What we choose is what? Pleasure. We choose pleasure. We choose, he already know where I'm going. We choose, choose pleasures. I often say it like this. If pleasure is the destination on your navigation system, the route is usually sin. If self-pleasure is your point, is priority, the path is usually sin. But if you seek ye first, okay, I got it. The kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things that you're going after that will please you will be added unto you. But we got in the way. We talked about hedonism last week. Hedonism, you can put it up really quickly. It's the doctrine that happiness or pleasure is the highest good. Do not leave this earth without satisfying yourself. The highest thing you can do before you leave this earth is enjoy your life. That's the message we're going to hear. It's the, hedon, hed, it's the doctrine of hedonism. I'm starting to see it on shirts and stuff. I went to Zara, and I saw heat is like hedonism. And then it explained it on a little blurb right here. Then the sweatpants had it. Hedonism. I'm like, oh, we just out like that. I thought that was a little slick thing the devil was doing. He's like, nah, we about us up in here. The earth is about us. This world, we about us. Get yours. Get yours. Be about you. You self-made. All this stuff is hedonistic doctrine. And we're moving towards that as, as right. Like that's the right way to think, man. You got to start looking out for you. You got to start pleasing yourself. Ain't nobody going to make you happy. You got to make yourself happy. And the problem with that is in that is some truth. You understand what I'm saying? In that is some truth. But the way is the issue. I got to go. 
Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? The way is the issue. So uh, 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 don't make so 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 hedonistic thoughts come from uh, the the Roman scholar uh, Epicurus. Epicurism is the philosophical system or doctrine of Epicurus, holding that the external world is a series of, for, of fortuitous combinations of atoms. <laughs> and the highest good is pleasure interpreted as, pleasure interpreted as freedom from disturbance or pain. Hedonism is the doctrine that teaches that the highest good is pleasure, freedom from pain or disturbance. Hedonism teaches you to go away from pain towards pleasure. That's, and that makes sense to your natural body. Because if you ever touch a hot furnace once, you could be three years old and 33 and you'll never touch it again. Because you taught yourself, I'm never experiencing that pain again. So we're naturally wired to go away from pain towards pleasure now hedonism is adding a doctrine to it like that's right go away from pain and towards pleasure but the problem with avoiding pain is that when you avoid pain in the kingdom you forfeit glory because the bible says i reckon that the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory that comes after pain. So when I endure pain, I receive glory. But if I run from pain, I never experience glory. <laughs> if I run from everything that hurts me, I'll never sow in tears. And if I never sow in tears, I'll never reap in joy. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I'm not saying go towards pain. I'm saying if it comes to you, deal with it. Face it like David and Goliath and say, greater is he that sent me. Good God Almighty. If it comes to you, face it and take it down. Don't run from it. I'm not supposed to experience that. I'm not. Don't run from it. Face it. Take it down. So, I feel the spirit of the Lord. May I have some order? Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. That's my man Christian right here. So this Epicurus guy, philosopher, oh, the world is just made up of all these tiny atoms. And all you have to do is, uh, cool. Ladies and gentlemen, can I just say this personally from my heart? I don't even know if I'm saying this as a pastor. I'm just hollering at y'all. Stop. Don't make enlightenment your new God. Like whatever new, the world is just made up of tiny atoms and all we, now you live by that. Any new invention, we just, we, any new enlightenment, we make the new God. God is above 
enlightenment. He's above the revelation he gives you. Whoa, I feel the spirit of the Lord in here. God is above what he tells you. You're not even supposed to worship what he tells you. You're not even supposed to worship where he sent you. Worship God and God alone. I don't care what new ideas come out, what new studies come out, what new realities come out, what new sage come out, what new crystals come out, what new ancestors to pray to. Never make enlightenment in the new God. That ain't the new God. Even if it's truth in it, it ain't him. So you take your enlightenment to the light. Take your enlightenment to the light. Never mind. I knew y'all wasn't going to like that point. That's why I want to say The Bible says, oh, I feel like dehydrated. I'm, I'm being attacked up here, y'all. Yep. I love it. I love it. I'm just telling y'all so y'all can know how to pray. I ain't fearful. I'm just telling y'all. I'm like, oh, that's an attack. Because we're saying some stuff that's disrupting some systems. Halaboreukiyananamashiada. <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. Yep. Tear it up. Tear it down. Tear it out, God. Make us like you by any means necessary. Your kingdom come. Your will be done by any means necessary. We're not committed to America. We're not committed to Florida. We're not committed to Black Lives Matter. We're not committed to Democrats. We're not committed to Republicans. We are committed to you, Jesus. Tear it up. Tear it up. Tear it up. Break up the fallow ground. Yabashatada. Hey! Woo! Those of you that know how to fight in the spirit, give me 30 seconds of warfare right here. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. We won't fear. We won't fret. We won't be afraid. The God of the universe is with us. Yeah, we good. Yeah. I'm going to keep talking. If I pass out, just hold me up. As long as I can talk, I'm going to say what he tell me to say. As long as I'm going to speak, I'm going to tell, tell y'all what he wants me to say. I'm not biting my tongue. I'm not scared. I will not fear. I now will call Shadaya. Woo! Hallelujah. All right. I know what I'm coming against. And we got greater in us. The Bible says, add to your faith. Add to your faith. Don't get a new way or a new invention or a new enlightenment that's against your faith. Faith is not just what you believe. He didn't say add to your belief. Come with me. Add to your faith. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word. So add to the word. You, you understand? Lining up with the word is what it's saying. So let things add to your faith. Add to your faith. Whatever enlightenment you get, if it doesn't strengthen the word of God in your life, challenge that. Add to your faith. Don't add things to your faith. I hope y'all got that because I don't really know how to say it. Stop engaging in things that take from your faith. The occult things. Spells, black magic, voodoo, family traditions. 
family practices. Freemasonry. Masons. We going in. Because every kingdom that's against the kingdom of God is coming down. And I know it's coming down later, but today it's coming down in me. Somebody say it's coming down in me. I know later on he's going to destroy it, but today he's going to destroy it in me. So, all right, what you want me to say, Lord? What you want me to say? What you want me to say? Okay. So there's a man named Nicodemus. I'm just going to move it quickly. He comes to Jesus. He's a scholar. He's a Pharisee. And he says, what do I? He, say, he says, listen, um, Jesus, we know that you're a man of God. We know that you're a teacher of God. We know that you're sent from God because nobody can do these things that you do. And Jesus' response is just so G is us to me. He's a G is us. <laughs> Let's go to Jesus' response. After what seemed to be a compliment from the religious leader of the day, Jesus says, verily, verily, surely, surely, I say unto you, except a man be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said, well, how can a man be born again when he's old? Can he enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So of water, many believe that means being baptized, and it doesn't have to not mean that, but it can also mean being born of the, the water of the womb, all right? Because I think he's responding to Nicodemus. Can he enter into the womb again? Well, unless you're born of the water and of the spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Look at Nicodemus here, y'all. He's one of the top religious scholars, one of the top influencers of that time. A Pharisee was the top, and he was a chief ruler, the Bible says, in that time. So first he says, he gives the religious response. I know that you're a teacher of God, but you know, you know that's the highest accolades religion can give Jesus. Like, you're just a good teacher. You're a prophet. But unless you're in the kingdom, unless you're born again, you can't see that he's Savior. You, you can't see that he's Lord, which means leader, and you can't see that he's judge. What he says goes. Are y'all with me? Because we like, I am a friend of God. Come on, y'all. I am. Yes, I am. I am a friend. Why? He calls me his own friend. Yes, he's our friend. And what a friend we have in Jesus. Yeah, he's a friend. But let's not get it twisted. He's judge. If I say I want to do this and he like, that ain't cool, that's not cool. It's right. He's right. He's the be all end all. Uh-oh. I feel, okay, okay. So first Nicodemus gives a religious response. Yeah, you're a teacher. Then he gives an intellectual response. Born again. So do I enter into the womb? When you're not, when you're not born again of the spirit, you can't even intellectualize your way into the kingdom. I don't care how smart you are. Research. Google the mess out of it. Do all you got to do. You cannot smart your way into the kingdom of God. You cannot humanly understand it no matter how brilliant you are. 
It doesn't matter unless you're somebody say born again. We cannot enter the kingdom of God religiously or intellectually. We must be born again. Then he goes on to say this. That which is born of the flesh is of the flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. He said, marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. In other words, don't be confused. Don't try to figure it out. You must be, period. You must be born again. Somebody say, you must be born again. Right? Uh, you, uh, uh, the wind blow off. I'll go into that part later. You got to be born again. It matters what we are born of. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. It matters what you are born of. Otherwise, things can look the same to you. Come on, y'all. I'm, I'm breaking down. Things can look the same to you. Now, right now, we're in the iron and the clay and the toes. If y'all been here, you know what I'm talking about. But things can look the same to you. Moses took his staff by the strength of God, threw it on the ground. I see you. It became a snake. The magicians from Egypt took their staffs by the power of something else. Threw it down, it became two snakes. Uh-oh. So I did something with God's strength, and the world did it with the world's strength, and they got double what I got. <laughs> but we all know the end of that story, Moses' snake had a good appetite that day. <laughs> Moses' snake ate both of the world's snakes because it matters what it's born from. It matters where it came from. It matters the motive why you did it. It matters. <laughs> That's why the Bible says, try the spirit. See if it be of God. Because Moses did it and then the magicians did it. If I was watching... You understand what I'm saying? It would be like, whoa, this, this, this is the way to go right here. They got double of what he got. That's why you got to be, you got to be born again. Somebody say it again. You got to be born again. Let me break this down a little bit more. The Bible says, let the wheat and the tear grow together. Let the good thing and the bad thing grow together. And in that day, I'll do the separation. But before he separates it, they're growing together. So I see God's way and the world's way growing. He didn't say let the, he said let the wheat and the tear grow together. Let hedonism and holiness grow together. Oh my God. Y'all feeling what I'm saying? So if you're looking at the world and they're at the same pace as God is, if you ain't born again, it'll look like, well, I might as well do this. You got to be born again to see, oh, that's going to die soon. Let me connect with what lives forever. It ain't the same. 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 It, ain't the same. it looks the same because the devil is a copycat. He can't create nothing. He got to look at everything God did. Let's do something like that. He got faith. Let me get fear. He got joy. Let me get, he, he, he got to look at everything God makes and copy that. Matter of fact, oh my God. He got to look at what you create. You're more creative than Satan himself because you're made in the image. You made just like God. 
All Satan said was, I, I will be like the most high God. Got kicked out of heaven. I will be as the most high God. It's funny that he didn't even see anything higher than God. He didn't say, I'll be above him. He ain't nothing above him. And Satan knows that. He said, but I'll be like him. So everything the devil offers is like or as God. But it ain't him. And you got to be born again to know it. Anybody know it in here? Let me hear who know it. Oh, my God. Let me hear who know it. Let the world progress at their rate, but let the kingdom advance as well. Let the kingdom of God come forth. Let the kingdom of God stand. All right, I got some more to tell y'all. The Bible says, fret not thyselves because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious of the workers of iniquity. Fret not thyselves because of evildoers. And be, don't be envious of the workers of iniquity. People doing evil and it seems like they winning. Don't worry about that. <laughs> and I stopped doing that. And I came out of sin and they, I came out of what they doing and they winning and I'm, I'm furloughed on my job. <laughs> Don't fret. <laughs> my cousins is winning. They happy. I mean, they ain't living right, but they had, what am I doing? Yep. Don't fret. Don't fret. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Don't fret. Never mind. Y'all ain't with me. Because you got a standard of holiness and you ain't sleeping around before you get married or whatever it is. Don't fret! I feel like running around this building. Don't fret because of evildoers and don't be envious of the workers of iniquity, those who go after self-pleasure. Don't envy those that live by their own pleasures. The Bible says, for they shall soon be cut like grass. Don't worry about them people that look like they winning outside of God. They're soon going to be cut like grass. Anybody believe that? Say, yeah. But before they're cut like grass, they're growing. That's the point. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. They're going to be cut. We focus on the cut, but the reality is they're growing. It looks like they're winning. Don't worry. But you got to be born again to not even worry about it. Are you hearing me? Okay, what am I talking about? Woo. So he says you got to enter the kingdom. The kingdom is like, let's do this. I'm moving it quickly. <coughs> Can't move. <laughs> All right. The kingdom is it's like a treasure <laughs> hid in the field. When a man found it, he... Hid it, hideth it for joy, and sell all that he had and buy it the field again. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he found one pearl of great price, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. This is crazy. I ain't going to really get into it. I'm just going, it was worth everything he had to buy the field. Because the kingdom is worth, it's worth sacrificing everything you got for this realm. The merchant was looking for pearls found one pearl and sold everything for that one. The kingdom of God is so good. It's a realm of God's goodness. It's a place where peace just dwells. Joy. It says righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. It's a realm where problems don't bother you. It's a realm where sickness don't have reach. It's a, it's a, are y'all hearing me? 
It's a realm where you flow in the spirit and you never run out of vision and ideas and joy. And you don't have to have things, but you got that thing on the inside. You don't have to have things because I got the thing. Anybody got that thing? Can I hear y'all? See, when you got that thing, you don't live by fear. You don't think, I ain't going to get, let me, let me compromise unless I'm missing. You don't have anxiety when you got that thing. Because anxiety, where anxiety is, compromise grows. But the kingdom is so amazing, it's worth selling everything. <laughs> Let's go to the next verse. Jesus is here in Luke. <laughs> and he says, when one of those who were sitting, reclining at the table with him heard this, he said unto him, blessed is he who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. Man, even if you have a slice of bread, you're going to be good in the kingdom. This kingdom is amazing. I love this kingdom. But Jesus said unto him. Hold on. But, y'all got five minutes? You don't? It said, but, so it, it sounds like it's a good thing. Somebody was here listening to the conversation, and they said, hey, man, well, if somebody would, if, if you here had a piece of bread in the kingdom, you are blessed. Jesus, can I get a chair? Can I get a chair? I got to demonstrate this really quick. It's not even a big demonstration. I just want to be in a certain vein. Thank you, sir. The Bi That's Aaron, y'all, Aaron. The Bible says, but, watch this, y'all, just walk with me for a minute. The Bible says, but Jesus said to him, oh, God, Jesus, help me to say this, Lord. He said, but, because the chapter starts, Luke 14 starts with Jesus being invited to a dinner by top lawyers and Pharisees of that day. Jesus comes to dinner on the Sabbath to eat. And I'm sure he wasn't at the table like this, but I see him like this today. Just let me be Jesus like this. It's a Sabbath. Jesus sitting there chilling. Oh, cool. Pass me the Cool. Thanks. He eating his food. Someone comes in that had the dropsies, the Bible said. And everybody's looking at Jesus. The Bible says everybody looked at Jesus probably to see if he will heal on the Sabbath. Right? Jesus looks and he says, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Everybody got quiet. Jesus heals them. He says, if, you, if, you, if your sheep fell in the pit on the Sabbath, would you not get him out? Everybody was quiet. You got to understand, I'm about to... Everything Jesus says is Jesus' thoughts. Every time you see Jesus said, you see the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is the kingdom. He ain't going to say nothing that's not kingdom. If you want to know Jesus' thoughts, look at what he said. I don't mean the whole Bible, just look at the red letters at least. You know what I'm saying, the red ones. <laughs> Every thought Jesus has... It's kingdom. It ain't religious. It ain't religious. It's kingdom. So even on a sacred day, he does something non-religious. That if he was so religious and governed by church rules, somebody would have left sick that day. But Jesus breaks the rules to heal you. He'll break the rules to deliver you. He'll break the rules to bring you out. 
because he loves you more than systems. He loves you more than church buildings. He loves you more than religion. He loves you more than establishments built in the name of him. <laughs> this is going to be so good. So he's looking around, and he healed him, and ain't nobody had nothing to say. And then he was like, the Bible says he looks around at the type of guests that were invited. He was like, hey, leaders, when y'all have a dinner, don't just invite the top people that you know can pay you back. Next time you have a dinner, invite the lame, the sick, the crippled, and the poor and the blind. Because you know they can't pay you back. But when you do that, I'll pay you back in heaven. I need y'all to feel me today. <laughs> Woo! It's time to start investing where it matters. I need y'all to get a heaven investment account and start investing in what's coming next. Oh, I'm not done the story. I'm sorry. He's looking around, not just at the guests, but he's looking around at, so after he said that, he looks around, because that was to the, the people who invited. That's to the, if you're going to invite them to a dinner, don't just invite the high people. Get the low people. I got you. Then he looks around at the people that were invited and chose how they all tried to sit in the highest seat. He was like, and when y'all get invited to these dinners, yo, can I just be Jesus like this today? <laughs> like, Yo, when y'all get invited to these dinners, don't just take the highest seat. Because what if somebody higher than you come? And then the host going to be like, yo, excuse me, can I get this seat real quick? You're going to be embarrassed. You're going to be walking back to your seat all shameful. That's what he was saying to me. He said, but if you take the lowest seat, next time you invited your homie. I know you want to sit next to me and all that, but I'm telling you, next time you invite it, because he's not just looking at where they were sitting. He was looking at their heart. They loved their seat. They weren't just in it. They chose it to be something. Come on, y'all. They chose it to have status. <laughs> seating matters. Go get married and have a reception, and you'll see that seating matters. This woman asked Jesus, can my son sit next to you on the throne in heaven? He said, I, don't, I ain't in charge of those seats. Seating mattered to them. It represented influence. It represented status. I'm not just at the dinner. I'm next to the host. It meant everything to them. He's like, don't take the highest seat, man. Take the lowest seat and let the host say, hey, come up. And as you walk to the higher seat, everybody looking at you will be like, that must be somebody. See? That's the result you want anyway. But when you do it God's way, you, you see what I'm saying? The results you wanted anyway was to be. Your desires are not always wrong. The ways you get it is. I feel God. Y'all excuse me for a second. Eve wasn't wrong for desiring to be like God. I'm just not going to do it your way, Satan. So the deception for us is, well, my desire is not wrong, but the way could be. So Jesus is like, be humble. Don't take the highest seat, da-da-da-da-da. Take the lowest seat. So Jesus is talking all these kingdom thoughts. 
And this guy says, Woo! Oh, man. He just, one, one interpreter says he exclaimed, like he was loud about it, like, Blessed is anybody who even have a piece of bread at, in the kingdom. Like, I got it, Jesus. I know where you're going with this. They are so high-minded. I didn't put a D in there. Y'all didn't hear that. High-minded. Yeah. They are so high-minded. They want the biggest seat. But ble- even if you got a piece of bread in the kingdom, you bless. Yeah. I got it, God. I got the message. They ain't humble like me. I got it. I got it. Because why would you, but Jesus said unto him? Why would the but be there? That's contrast. That's contrary. Jesus should have been like, you got it, son. No. But Jesus said, oh, you think you got it? Oh, you jumping up just screaming in my little, my little dissertation. Okay. Jesus responded. Oh. You think you got this kingdom stuff. You think it's just humility. You think it's just, let me show you what it means to be kingdom. Oh, are y'all ready for this? A man was giving a dinner and invited many guests. And he sent the servant to those who be invited, say, come. So I prepared this table. Remember, I told you God prepares the space before he invites the guests. Before he invited Adam to the garden, he prepared it. Before you go to heaven, he says, I go to prepare a place for you. So here's a picture of the kingdom. A man has a dinner. He says, go invite everybody and say, all things are now ready. You can come now. The next verse says, but they all began (laughs) to make excuses. (laughs) The first one said, oh, I purchased a piece of land. I got to go see it. I got to go check it out. I'm sorry, Jesus. Can I be excused? No, no, go back, go back. Oh, yeah, that's the one. That's right, that's right, that's right. I'm sorry. The other one says, I purchased five yoke of oxen. I'm going to go try to, you know, I'm, I'm going to try them out real quick. So please consider me excused. The third one said, you know what? I just got married. I forgot. I just, I forgot. I just got married. My bad. I, I, I got to go check on my wife. Because when it comes to the kingdom, people make excuses. I'm going to say why. Here we go. Y'all stay with me. Y'all with me? I got to get married. Can I be excused? And for that reason, I'm unable to come. The next verse. Let's walk it. Let's walk it. Let's walk the scriptures. So the servant came back and told his master, hey, master, I'm sorry. Everybody had excuses. And the master became angry at the rejections of his invitation. Come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Nah, I'm good. I gotta um wash my uh socks. You rejected me? Come on, get set. Oh, oh, oh. So let me let me keep going. Let me not. Uh. And he said unto his servant, okay, go out to the streets then. Go to them Gentiles. Since I came to my own and they received me not, go to the Gentiles. Go to the streets and the land and the city and bring in the poor and the disabled and the blind and the lame. Next verse. And the servant went and said, sir, I did it. I did all that you said. They're here, but there's still room. He said, there's still room. Well, go to the highways and the hedges 
and compel men to come that my table, my dinner will be full. I don't want one seat empty. So go to Pine Hills. Go to Camden. Go to the hood. Go to the ones that are rejected. Go to the black sheep. Go to the ones that are overlooked. Go to the ones they call ghetto. Go to the ones that they call. Aren't you glad he came down your street? Aren't you glad he came down your block? Aren't you glad he came through your hood? Go to the highways and get them, because none of those who were invited will taste any of my dinner. None, none of them who were invited at first will taste my goodness. None. Next verse. He's mad. He mad. Like, they, they ain't going to taste it. Y'all had excuses? They ain't ready for the kingdom. Matter of fact, if any man come to me, y'all, you got to hate your father. Look at y'all. You got to hate your mother. You got to hate your wife. Look at y'all. Y'all act like I'm saying this. You got me? <laughs> you got another verse that says put aside. Okay. But I'm telling you, King James said hate. When it comes to the kingdom, you almost have to have an attitude like it's either you or him. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So put aside the mother, hate the father, hate the wife and children and brother and sisters, even your own life. It's going to appear like you hate your own life the way you sacrifice it for him. See, it's getting tight in here. This is why everybody made excuses when they saw what it cost. Now let's go. We all want the kingdom. Ooh, bless us. Whoever get bread in there. Yeah, you hype now, ain't you? You hype. You real hype, ain't you? But when I tell you how much it costs, you'll make excuses like everybody else I invited. When I tell you you got to leave him alone or leave her alone or don't do that no more, you're going to make an excuse about it. Can you afford the kingdom? That's what he said. You got to bear your own cross. Unless you cannot be my disciple. Which one of you are going to build a building without thinking about the cost? Why would you sit down and not count the cost whether you got enough to finish it? He gave that example as if to say, <laughs> make sure you're ready for this life. We all can jump up and down about the kingdom all day. But make sure, let's give me, let me give you another interpretation. It says this, so don't even follow me. How he going to say don't follow me and he came here for everybody to follow him? Don't, don't even follow me unless you consider what it's going to cost you. Don't jump into this thing religiously. Hallelujah, I'm saved. No! I Can I finish the story really quick? It's not up here. But the rest of Luke 14 to me, I'm just talking to y'all. I'm sorry I'm not preaching. Next week I'll probably preach. I'm talking to y'all, and I'm done in a few minutes. The next couple of verses say, for salt is good. 
But if the salt loses its savoriness, it's good for nothing. It's not good for the land or for the dinner table. He says, so man throws it out. He that have an ear, let him hear. And then that's the end of the chapter. It's like, what is he talking about? Why did he go to salt after all of this? Count the cost, the kingdom. He was saying that, count the cost. Because those who are willing to sacrifice to that degree have savoriness in their life. When, you, when you're the salt of the earth, the thing that makes you savory is what you're sacrificing. There's so many salty people in the kingdom that ain't got no flavor. Because they just skipping along and they appear saved, but you ain't got no sacrifices. The thing that makes you potent is the thing you're willing to put on the chopping block for me. If you're willing to put your wife and your father and your mother aside, do you know how hard that is, yo? It is hard. It is harder. It's easier to get free from an addiction than a family tie. The fear of man is greater than the fear of God. If I do this, my mom going, yo, my, my uncle, yeah. And I'm not saying disrespect, but when it comes to what God is telling you, mom is second, third, fourth, I don't know what. And most of us who grew up in family churches, we have family intertwined with God. Never mind, I got it, all right. You understand what I'm saying? So is this like mom or God? Like, my grandmother was the pastor when I first came up. So she was always the voice of God to me. I hated, I hated chitlins, but she cooking. Ty, eat some of these chitlins. Okay. That's the voice of God. <laughs> to separate from her and do what God told me to do is not the easiest thing in the world. But the heart that is willing to put anything on the Abraham said, I will kill my son for you. Y'all not feeling me right now. Y'all not feeling me. I will kill my only. <laughs> this ain't just a, 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 a good night me and my wife had. This is a promise. This is a promise you gave me. My wife couldn't even have kids. But I will put him on that chopping block and I'll cut his head off for you if you tell me. That's what made Abraham's salt savory. Because he was willing in his heart to do it. Are you willing to put yourself on the chopping block.
Walk slow, don't walk too fast. I'm just talking about demons and being attacked, and here you come all fast. Slow down. It was too fast. And none of y'all eyes were like, Pat, none of y'all tell me. I just turned around and there was a, a great <laughs> image. <laughs> Everybody stand up, I'm going home. <laughs> Last picture. The kingdom of God is going to destroy anything you have established. Everything you use to build your life. Every situation, you got hurt here and you grew from it. You got stronger. And you said, this will never happen again. So you built that thing. And then you got, went through something here. And you, whatever you built will be crushed by Jesus and his ways. Next week, we're going further into what this means. Amen. It's going to get gooder and gooder, y'all. But are you willing to sacrifice whatever he says? It may not be your mother and your father. or It may be things in you. Being born again is not, oh, man, I can't wait. It's not willpower. It's not something you can mentally, okay, let me just adjust my thoughts. Nah. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have died. It's passed away. I can't even use that as a reference to build on. All things are become new. Is the kingdom worth it to you? Is it worth it? Do you can you afford it? Like when you count the cost, are you like, Psh, I don't care, I want God? Or are you like, uh, either way it's fine. You're allowed to think about it. He's telling you to count the cost. He's telling you to consider it. He's telling you to think about it. Because when you come into this kingdom, it ain't no going back. That's what he's saying. I want you to have a savory salt life. Once you come into the kingdom, you can't put your hand to the plow and then look back. That's what he's saying. I don't want people on my side looking back, wondering what they left. So make sure you consider all that right now, yo. Before you come into this, I don't need you looking back on my old girlfriend, on my old boo. Uh-uh. If you in it, you in. Forward. We moving. We out. And you'll look back and realize it's worth the sacrifice, man. Has anybody come to that realization like, yo, it, it was worth it. It was worth it. Man, God loves you and he wants you to experience the joy of his kingdom realm. Many people through hedonism and other practices are trying to get into the kingdom kind of like through the side door or like a back entrance or trying to find other ways to get godly things. They want to get love another way. They want to get wisdom from ancestors and other stuff. I want to get peace from sage. We're trying to get in the kingdom through like a window. Old song says it's so high you can't go over them. So low you can't get under them. So wide you can't get around them. You must come in at the door. And Jesus is the door that gives us access to the kingdom. We're going to talk about that next week. Is anybody excited that you're on the right side this morning? You're on the kingdom side. I said you're on the right side this morning. Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let me pray with you. Salvation is also personal. And I love altar calls and I, I, 
in, in, in religion and church, they say, oh my God, the pastor dismissed and he didn't have an altar call. <laughs> Jesus never had an altar call. He just spoke and people's lives were changed personally within themselves. So if there's a change that happened in you this morning, value that. Treat it as sacred. Don't make it casual like you got goosebumps. God is working in you right now. If you feel that or you felt that throughout the sermon, lift your hands. You felt like a stirring in your, ooh, okay. Because it's not just salvation, it's him speaking. Good. Well, amen. You can put your hands down. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us today. Hallelujah. Thank you for the seed of your word. Let it bring forth good fruit in its time. In Jesus' name. If you're not saved today, hey, today is the day of your salvation. You can be saved. You can be free right now from sin. Everybody repeat after me. Hold on. Who in here is not saved? You're like, yo, I need to make that choice right now. I want to be saved today. I see your hand. Anybody else? I see one. All right. Two. I see you, bro. Cool. Anybody else? I need to be saved today. I'm not saved and I want Jesus in my life. Okay, let me pray for these two individuals. And if your hand is raised and I can't see you, I'm praying for you too. Or if your hand is raised in your heart, we're praying for you too. Father, I thank you for those that said, listen, I'm at the end of the road. Bro, come down, man. I'm not going to touch you, but just come down. Sis, you can come down, if you will. Or you can stay where you are. I love you, my brother. I love you, bro. I'm glad you're here today. I'm excited about your decision. God bless you, sis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clap for my sister, y'all. She's coming. Hey. Boom. Love you. Father, I thank you for my sister. I thank you for my brother. I thank you for whoever's hands is raised in their hearts or who I didn't see. We thank you for a new beginning for them, a fresh start for them. Old things, old thoughts, old ways, old habits, by faith, are passed away. Even if they try to come back, you got to remind yourself, I got power over it. And all things are become new. Father, we thank you for regeneration. We thank you for them being born again, born of the Spirit. I pray in the name of Jesus that they will see your light and walk therein. Begin to show them your way this week. Illuminate your way this week. Give them revelation like, oh, I never saw it like this. I never saw it like this. Reveal yourself to them this week. And let them walk therein in the name of Jesus. Satan, the Lord rebuke you right now. We know you have attacks planned for their lives just because of this choice and decision. But greater is he that is in them than he that is in the world. You are free. You are healed. You are whole. And you are saved in the name of Jesus. I need you two to just repeat after me and everybody. Just say, Lord Jesus, I make you king of my life. I surrender all and give it all to you. I believe you died for me. And I believe you rose again. And today, I give you my heart. I give you my mind. I give you my body. I give you my soul. You have it all. And I believe... I'm changed, I'm healed, I'm whole, I'm free, and I am saved, and I am saved. One more time, and I'm saved. Y'all celebrate with these two and everybody else who said it online. Welcome to the family of God. That's just a prayer. That's just a confession of faith. 
The journey begins now. Your journey begins now. Stay connected to us. We got you, but he got you way more than we do. All right? Let's celebrate our new kingdom family members, y'all. God bless you all. All right, we're going home together. Father, we thank you. Woo. God is so good. God is so good. Those who came in, those who came in, well, let me just pray. Well, no, those who came in later, we're going to give you an opportunity to give as well. For those who want to give again, we'll give you an opportunity to give. Sometimes after the word, you just want to sow again. I'm not making you do it. We're just making it available, okay? Are y'all with me? Do y'all hear me? Okay, you don't have to do nothing. You can leave right after this. But for those who want to make a second contribution, or if you came in late, we just put the information on the screen. Father, I thank you for all these precious souls. We are your children in the sheep of your pasture. It is you that have made us and not we ourselves. We know that we have purpose in this life, even though the enemy tries to eclipse that purpose with problems and realities that seem more potent than you. But God, reveal yourself this week to us. Live, I pray, for a God revelation this week. Hallelujah. God, give us a revelation of you in our lives this week. And we will walk therein. I pray healing to every soul and body in here. Peace to every mind. Love and joy in every home. I said love and joy is in every home. Provision and peace is in every home. And we thank you, God, for all things in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Love the Lord this week and love others this week on purpose. Live, I love you so much. God bless you, and I'll see you next week. Go over there and check out the Live store and the trend. And remember, the Lord is with us. Therefore, we will not fail. Live. God bless you. Thank you all for joining us online. We love you permanently. Thanks for giving. And we hope to see you next week. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.